Welcome to the First Century Youth Ministry Podcast. My name is Heather. And I'm Mark, and we are your co-hosts. And we're here to take a look back into the Jewish roots of our faith. For the way forward in youth ministry discipleship. This podcast is a part of the Youth Cartels Podcast Network. Hey friends, it's Heather here. Welcome back to the show. I've got a special guest on our show today, Paul Turner. Paul is a youth ministry guru, a longtime veteran, and he's back in the game in part-time youth ministry work too at a church. And he's a coach and he's got a super sweet podcast called the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast. And he's got some super great resources on discipleship. And so that's why we wanted him on our show. So I had the opportunity to be on Paul's podcast while back um, talking about my book and thought it'd be fun to have him on our show uh, to have him talk about the stuff that he's uh, got a lot of expertise in. But before we dive in to the conversation today, Mark and I want to let you guys know of a couple things going on in our world so that you can be up to date with what's going on with us. So we're going to have two episodes, one with Paul this week, one the following week, and then we're taking a three-week break from podcasting. So catch up on all the episodes you haven't listened to. And Mark and I are going to be using those three weeks to really hammer out uh, 2022 for y'all. So be praying for us as we seek the Lord, because we want to bring the best content to you all. And we want to really help youth ministry leaders become better disciple makers in the 21st century. So um, be aware of that. And then also, we're still going to be running that parables cohort, though, and that drops yes. in January, yep. late January, the 26th uh, at 1.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can go to firstcenturyyouthministry.com to sign up. So Mark is going to bring some fun discussion on uh, the importance of structure and how that was deeply rooted in the ancient world. And Paul has this super sweet resource that he's going to kind of talk us through or give us different highlights and little gold nuggets that we can take back to our youth ministries uh, to become baller people at bringing some sweet structure that will only help benefit our youth ministries in the long run. So Mark, bring the nerdy stuff. Yep. Yeah. So this sounds like a fun one and I want to actually do it really high level and then kind of get out of the way because this is a really important topic. I don't know about you, but as a youth pastor, I've always been long on creativity and short on administration and to be quite honest, clear communication just being yes. straight. Um, but we wanted to start by just talking about how when God gives Moshe the Torah in the scriptures, he doesn't just give them 10 commandments or laws to live out, but he actually, like if you read through the law codes, there's actually three versions of the receiving of the law in the Hebrew Bible. Did you know that? Tell me if more. You, yeah, yeah. So if you read through them, um, there's, there's a a set of like basically observations and laws and feasts and festivals that go with each of the givings of the law. And the inspiring thing to me is that it's not just like, don't do this, do do that. Some of that's in there, but there's a calendar. There are feasts that Heather and I, we're going to unpack feasts coming up here in a little bit, right, Heather? That's right. Yeah. Um, there are literally ways to organize your calendar mm -hmm. so that you're remembering who is God and who are we who serve yeah. God? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there are lists of 
sacrifices and how you approach God and how you do not approach God. And this might be a huge stretch, but I'm just going to make it. There's a seasonal and a an administrative relational intelligence to how we approach life as a youth pastor. And a lot of us get used to flying by the seat of our pants, right? Yeah. We're like, we're like yeah. long on, long on relation to relationship to God and loving students and being creative short on how we actually set the whole thing up. Yeah. And we just want to say that we feel like God was very clear in setting the whole thing up with our friend Moshi. Is this true enough? Totally. And that's why we're super excited about unpacking some of that in the weeks to come. But yeah. Paul brings a wealth of knowledge in this. Paul's got a super great playbook that he's put together. I read through it. It's ridiculous. Like, it's ridiculously good. And so I would totally encourage y'all to check that out. You can find it on the discipleproject.net. But Paul's going to kind of talk through some fun stuff for us here. Um, so, Paul, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. So, um, so Paul, in your um, playbook, and you know, as a former athlete myself, I always like it when I say former because it's definitely former. <laughs> Amen. All those old youth pastors out there. Come on. Um, That's actually part of the reason I'm a youth pastor. When I play sports with middle schoolers, it is so good for my self-esteem. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I don't think yeah. I ever blocked a shot until I became a youth pastor. <laughs> Should we move fabulous. on? We shall. Okay. <laughs> so, so, Paul, a lot of youth pastors feel unprepared and overwhelmed by administrative tasks, especially if they start in a youth ministry role or something like that. So... Or even maybe some longtime youth pastors who, you know, Mark kind of alluded to, we at times we kind of fly by the seat of our pants. So what are some really good, awesome first steps that a youth pastor could start taking today to help bring more structure and order into their ministry that would bring about more fruit? Uh, Well, I love that because that's a deep dive question. And I love deep dive questions like that. And the first rule that I ever learned was either you fill your calendar or somebody else will. If, if you're waiting around, if you if you have a blank calendar and either people see that or you're, you're just unsure of what to do, then those dates or whatever you have is open. So those that you need to fill your calendar as a youth worker, fill your calendar with your family events first, mm. uh, your church events second, and then your youth events third, because then nothing is going to get lost in the mix. You're putting priorities on those things that you're going to put on your calendar. So if you put in your family, whether that's birthday parties, anniversaries, uh, you know, special gatherings, vacation, by the way, youth pastors put that on the calendar uh, so that, you know, people know when you're leaving uh, and things like that. So yeah, you have to fill your calendar. Otherwise you are at the mercy of other people's calendars. If some people don't have their stuff planned, they want to take that stuff and put it on your calendar. But if your calendar is already filled, <laughs> you can say, uh, hey, sorry, that's that's already done. I, I can't, uh, you know, I can't change that. That's a super good practical step. Just organize your own life in general to start with. That's you great. You sound like my mom. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> your, mom, your mom's a smart lady. That's She's right. very smart. And I love that because it's like, you know, if you don't fill up, your day, like a day of a week, someone asks you, you know, do you want to go to lunch? Do you want to get coffee? And you don't have a good excuse, right? And exactly, you extend it to your calendar. It's the same thing. 
Oh, of course. Yeah. If you, if it, you know, there's, there's things that you're going to want to put on there specifically because you know, somebody's going to ask you to do something. Sometimes you just want to fill it just yeah. so that you don't, you can answer a, a person that you know, who, who is always in crisis mode, who comes to you because they don't do their calendar. So they expect your calendar to be as free as their calendar. And sure. so, yeah. so if you uh, need to fill that up just to go ahead and kind of, kind of block that other person, if you will, and say, Hey, uh, listen, my, my calendar is full. So, uh, uh, you know, there's certain things I'm, I'm just not going to be able to do for you. Uh, just, just to be able to answer that person maybe, but other things like whether you want to go to a board meeting or do you want to, you know, do other things and, and you're yeah. like, nope, can't, yeah. can't do it. Sure. I like that. You're able to say, because I've said yes to this and this, I have to say no to this and there's clear evidence of it, right? It's oh, good. Yeah. It's all on your account. You can show them on your phone. You can show them in, in your My Youth Ministry playbook that you carry around with you, like I'm holding it right here. I know you can't see it, but uh, yeah. if you're holding it in your hand, I mean, people see that you have a playbook that you actually are walking around with, uh, and you can show them and say, no, that, that date's full. I'm sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good, Paul. I like that. That's a really good first practical step. So like, if a youth pastor was up against some roadblocks when it comes to wanting to really implement a more structured life, you know, what are some of those things that you often see kind of pop up and what are some ways forward for that youth pastor? Right. And when I, and when I explain this too, these are things that I uh, have not mastered per se, but that I have suffered from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's also yeah. not filling my calendar and those things. So I, I have not mastered anything just, just, just from a point of view of experience. Um, Pain is your teacher. <laughs> it's very stoic. Well, there you go. Uh, the things that I see, at least the things that I've experienced is, is number yeah. one, the pressure to please others. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will change things so that you can just, you know, and I've had people ask, you know, when is it, when is it okay to say no? And I say all the time, you yeah. can say no whenever you like, you don't have to change everything for the sake of everybody else uh, right. to, to, to put yourself at a disadvantage. And I know we have the mentality like, well, Paul, we're supposed to be servants. Well, you know what? God said, you know, love your neighbor as you love yourself. You know, you got to show yourself some love. You got to show your calendar some love. You got to show your, you got to show your own space. Give yourself, you know, uh, you know, show me somebody who's burning the candle on both ends and I'll show you somebody who's, who's about to burn out Yeah, um, because they've yeah. not, they, they're so busy trying to please other people uh, that they are at a disadvantage uh, from, from an emotional um, well level. You know, that their levels are really low in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I see too, is that there's, uh, there's analysis paralysis, right? That they, they think so hard about what they're supposed to do, or mm. they're so overwhelmed by the task yeah. at hand, they don't put anything down on the calendar. They don't, yeah. they're just frozen. And they're, 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 I mean, they're asking their kids, well, what do you guys want to do? And I just have a newsflash for you guys. Your students don't know what they want. They'll tell you uh, a month, you know, in advance, they'll say, Hey, we want to do this. And then when you schedule it and they don't sign up, you are in beside yourself, but you guys said that you wanted to do this and now you don't want to do it and you didn't sign up. Well, yeah, that's, you know, if you're, if you're crowdsourcing, you know, from your kids and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with asking your students to do that. But if you have a plan, you know, that's, 
you know, that's going forward that you're saying, look, I'm going to put these things on the calendar and then we kind of work into it and those things that's, you know, uh, in other words, put something on the calendar, make it firm. Uh, you know, don't, um, uh, don't change it all the time. Don't, uh, or freeze up, you know, and, and just don't put anything, uh, and just kind of hope that your kids come up with good ideas. That really speaks to the heart of our show too, where we've challenged youth pastors that when you're young and you want your kids to like you, Mm -hmm. a lot of times you function more as a peer than as a a leader. And that's not, that's not discipleship. That's not where you want to be. Uh, a discipler of students says, what are the formative moments and events that I can create and blocks them out ahead of time as painstaking as it, it might be. Right. That's like when Heather was saying, um, when we talked about the birth of Jesus, like what if you were highly intentional about understanding the Jewish festivals and showing it to your kids in a creative way so that they're doing something communal, but they're also really growing in their understanding of scripture in the world of Jesus only someone that plans ahead could do that. Right, yeah, Heather? You, you can't pull right. that off like last minute. No, you can't. And I actually did that. I taught that to my students on Sunday and I legit had a kid come up to me after Sunday school and say, thank you for teaching that. And I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. but anyways, That's amazing. That's beside the point. But that's, that's such a good uh, point, Paul. There's, you know, a lot of our issues um, roadblocks are really based in insecurity yeah, and to, and to what Mark said, too, in the book, in the Youth Ministry Playbook, I have an article called yeah. Your 11 Most Important Weeks in Youth Ministry. If Ooh. you believe in what is called the Pareto Principle, that 20% does 80% of the work, yeah. then if 20% of the people in your church probably carry 80% of the tithe, if you know 20% of your, your youth group does 80% of the leading, then mm-hmm. it's fair to say that 20% of your calendar uh, does 80% of the work as far as your planning and as far as those things. So uh, that comes down to about 11 weeks and, you know, you detail those weeks, right? I, for me, some of those weeks include the week before camp, you know, mm-hmm. the week after camp, uh, yeah. the, the, the week of graduation, right? The week before summer ends, right? There's these key weeks that give you momentum or give you an opportunity to celebrate or, you know, one of those 11, 11 most important weeks is your vacation week. It's your time off. That's a critical uh, point for you, um, you know, that has to be on, has to make it on there. So, yeah, there's there's definitely uh, what Mark is saying about intention is uh, super important to do. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So kind of our final question here. And if people are curious to know more what Paul's talking about, definitely check out that youth ministry playbook. He really spells it out super well there. But, you know, what is administration? What is structure? What is a calendar? have to do with the importance of discipleship and loving students? Uh, Everything. Uh, Because when you think of, say, uh, the Last Supper, well, somebody was in charge of that. (laughs) Amen. Somebody (laughs) had to get the room ready, right? The scripture says somebody, the room was prepared. They had to get the room prepared. They had to get the bread. Somebody had to get all the wine. Somebody, all that had, that didn't just happen. It was prepared for them, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, uh, and in that, think about this, that if the disciples more than likely had their hand in it, but they forgot a foot washer. (laughs) Somebody was supposed to be in charge of the foot washing, (laughs) right? And nobody, nobody did it. Uh, And so, you know, Jesus says, okay, I'll do it. And so he goes then, and, and then we have a great 
uh, lesson that Jesus teaches us about servanthood. And so, you know, administrative things, you know, we think about, you know, Jesus uh, riding into town on a donkey and, you know, the, he tells the disciples, go tell the man, I, I have need of it. And that's my philosophy of youth ministry, that if I want something, I just go take it. And they ask me later and I say, well, the Lord had need of it. And uh, uh, the Lord had needed it back. So I had to take that out of the dread head. pirate youth pastor code. That's right. <laughs> the Lord had need of it. And so, yeah. So I, so once again, there's administrative things that have, uh, that happen all the time and doing that, um, you know, you, the administrative part of discipleship is that you take care of those things first so that you create, uh, uh, so you can prioritize people over program. That's, hmm. that's the thing. Sometimes you're so bogged down in the program and in yeah. the administrative things because you didn't get it done soon enough. Wow. Now you don't have, I'll just give you a typical midweek night. You yeah. find a youth pastor running around doing all kinds of things. Making sure the mm-hmm. computer's working, turning on the the music, you know, setting up the chairs, and has very little time yeah. to spend with students. That's a yes. great point. People who you know, student leaders, and when yeah. that administrative stuff doesn't doesn't happen, uh, it blocks off the relational things that you could be doing. But because you didn't prepare, whether that's game materials, whether that's you're creating for yourself the, the 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 creative space for relational things by doing yes. the hard work, the administrative stuff work first, and then you have the freedom then to say, well, look at my calendar. I have the most important things in there. Yeah. And then now I have all this free time to be able to spend uh, with students. It's almost like the structure facilitates the relationship or the, the administration is what allows you to take relational moments in your going because you've taken care of some stuff ahead of time, right? Oh, a hundred percent. If you're, if you're doing the work and those are the things that we, we'd rather watch Netflix. We'd rather uh, be watching YouTube videos. We'd rather be doing a lot of things. And I rollerblading. That. Do what? No, rollerblading. no one rollerblades anymore. Rollerblading, sure. Mark DeVries does. Oh, that's true. That's right. He does. I forgot about that. Yeah. But whatever your jam is, whatever you're into and you want to spend, that's leisure time. That's fine. Uh, But, you know, if you're not getting your uh, your administrative stuff done, uh, that's going to cost you in the relationship part. That's so true. That was so me for a lot of years. I'd be running and running and running and doing my admin stuff instead of delegating or getting it done ahead of time. And I did. I missed out on conversations with kids because I had to get from this place to that place. And that's such a good point, Paul. And I mean, honestly, I think Mark, you made mention of this, you know, that it facilitates relationship. The structure does. And we see that with the Jews and their relationship with God. When God gave them Torah, he gave them instruction. He gave them the structure and the calendar and all of that. And so, Paul, this has been a super fun discussion. And we are going to bring some more awesome to the table next week with Paul. So definitely get connected with Paul uh, at thedisciplesproject.net. So, Paul, thanks for being on the show this week. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.